episode, we break down the topic of optimism and discover it's more than happy thoughts. Yes, optimists look for the good, but they also view and respond to their setbacks differently. My husband David and daughter Hannah join me as we discuss the importance of our mental focus, our ability to change the way we think, and when it's tougher to be optimistic. It's a good one. Thanks for being here. Hi, I'm Becky, the host of the Girl on a Hill podcast, where we encourage you to stop hiding, start shining, and to be the woman you were created to be. You can download Girl on a Hill podcast on your favorite podcast app, such as Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Thanks for listening. And now let's head to the hill. Welcome back to Girl on a Hill. Today I'm excited because I am bringing back two guest stars. Are you, you comfortable with those words? Sure. Sure. Uh, two people that have been on a pod with me before um, that aren't normally on the podcast. I have my daughter, Hannah. Hi. And I have my husband, David. Hello, hello, hello. I am excited to have you both here today. Mm-hmm. They've been they've been roped into this. Yeah, we're excited. Excited to be here, yeah. Yeah. We're we're coming at you from our our home studio. (laughs) Hannah, especially. Super excited. Yeah. Definitely. Mm -hmm. She loves talking in front of people. (laughs) Funnily enough, her first appearance on the podcast was way back, uh, the Walk in Confidence episode. Yeah. And it's a really good one. So if you you haven't listened to that one, go back and give it a listen. Last summer, right? It was, it was early. Yeah, I think it was, it was early in the summer. Mm-hmm. So, and David's been around for a couple. He's done several with Probably me. Probably more than you want me to. But no, but no. Especially for a Girl on a Hill podcast. But uh, we're, he'll be coming up if you if you like the David episodes. <laughs> he and I will be doing a Valentine's Day mm-hmm. episode coming up here. So. Yeah. Today, though, we are talking about optimism. And I know David and I have both been working on becoming more optimistic people mm-hmm. for the past several years. Yes, it's a journey. It is definitely a journey. And we were both doing better. And then <laughs> and then a pandemic kind of happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I've been doing pretty well up until the pandemic. And then everything kind of went out the window. I, I think, you know, we're probably not alone in that, that it messed up the optimism. Actually, I think I maintained it through the first, like, through the bit. lockdown parts mm-hmm. of it. Then once it started dragging on and on, then it got mm-hmm. harder. Yeah. But. And Hannah... You kind of self-describe as an optimist. I, I do. Yeah. You're just naturally optimistic, positive. You see the world with shiny, glittery eyes. Definitely. Yeah. I would say so. <laughs> now, it's to the point sometimes where... Now, I, I want to be optimistic. Mm-hmm. Desperately. I really want to. I'm not quite where Hannah's at. And it's to the point where sometimes, like... Her optimism will get on my nerves. <laughs> yeah, I know. Where she's the one, but she's the one calming me down. Where you learn so much from your kids. Mm-hmm. I don't know. My kids school me all the time, but where she's the one reassuring me so often. So that's why she's here. You know that and her. She's one of our natural optimists in the household. Yes, we have others. <laughs> yes, <laughs> we'll we'll get them on here right eventually, but. Which is ironic if we're if neither of us are natural optimistic kind of people that and we our have, kids are yeah people in our home yeah it's yeah crazy but it's mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. thank the Lord for giving very good them I can that. help you yes yes <laughs> kids younger younger generations you have stuff to offer 
you have skills and gifts that we don't. Okay, so everybody who listens knows that I start with definitions because I'm a giant nerd and we told a story. My dad gave me that as a punishment once and then figured out, oh, Becky likes the dictionary. That's not a punishment. So I really liked some of this. But the general definition given, I don't think tells the whole story, but we'll get there. So optimism is an attitude reflecting a belief or hope that the outcome of some specific endeavor or outcomes in general will be positive, favorable, and desirable. Okay. Does that sound about right to you guys? Yes, it mm-hmm. does. Okay. So here's something that it, it isn't, though. It isn't the belief that everything in life is always going to turn out perfectly or the belief that you're always going to get your way or your desired outcome in every situation. That's not optimism. Okay. Okay. But it is the belief system that no matter what happens, I can find a way, I can figure it out, or I can find the resources to deal with whatever comes up. Okay. Mm -hmm. So kind of a broader picture. It's not everything's going to be perfect and sunshine and unicorns. It's even if it's thorns and platypi. (laughs) I think of that animal. That I can figure it out. Platypi? Platypi. That's the worst animal you could think of? Like, In the moment? <laughs> okay. Yeah. I like there's worse animals than platypus. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> One like, time I was totally certain I saw a dead platypus on the road. My mom was still holds to the fact that it was a beaver. I say platypus. Yeah. Sure. Pacific Northwest yeah. migrated. Mm-hmm. Now, where are the platypi from? Australia. Yeah. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. I am firmly optimistic that it was not. Anyway. Okay. <clears throat> but here's what it really is. What hit me in my studying, because I had to study, because this doesn't come mm-hmm. easily to me. So I looked up, and I look at science. When you're studying things, again, I've said this before, please don't just look at what Pinterest says. Read some articles that some smart people have. And read, yeah, read read articles from really actually smart people. Well, people who really, uh, not that people on Pinterest aren't smart because I've got stuff on Pinterest. Right. But, but like people who have studied in their fields, who have yeah. done scientific research and yeah. spent their life pursuing There's nothing wrong with reading someone's topic. opinions about it, but totally. at least include some, some so scientific balance thought. it out. Yeah. You can see what your neighbor has to say, but then maybe also see mm-hmm. what this professional psychologist has to say. But it's really optimism. This, okay, so... What I'm gathering is that optimism is really about how do you perceive and respond to setbacks? That was eye-opening to me. Because I think for a lot of my life, I was taught that optimism is just thinking that everything's going to turn out sunshine and happiness. Mm -hmm. When it's really, how do you respond when something doesn't go ideally? And I thought that was humongous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Res- responding to negative things in a in a positive way is a lot more challenging than just believing that everything is always going to be positive. That's a very good point. That's when you have to kind of put your money where your mouth is. It's one thing to say, I'm an optimist, I'm an optimist. Mm-hmm. But then when because things are bad things are going to ha- mm-hmm. happen. So it is, what are you going to do? And there have been a lot of optimists in the last year who haven't been optimistic. True. <laughs> so true. Probably because they just, 
expected or believed that their natural bent towards optimism mm-hmm. was always there. And maybe even they still, maybe some even believe they're still being optimistic, yeah. even though they had stopped being optimistic <laughs> and were being pessimistic and negative and their in their belief in how things are going to work out. So, mm-hmm. well, cause I think it's kind of one of those catchphrase things to say, like we want to say, well, I mean, it's just one of those things you tack onto your personality mm-hmm. and you might not really understand what that means. But so for optimists, and this is one of the things where Hannah is really good at this because she will talk me off the ledge all the time. when the ledge is actually like a one inch curb. She's talking me off it where I'm like, what am I going to do? Yeah. You haven't really been on many ledges. No, no I don't like heights. <laughs> I get nervous at them, but no, I have, we haven't had, I mean, we've been through stuff, right? But for an optimist, the minor stuff, doesn't ruin your whole day. Mm-hmm. Actually, you're both really good at this. So the catchphrase that that David tells me all the time, because I'm going to be totally straight up honest with you all out there, I am bad at this. This is the part <laughs> I'm real stinky at. Um, the minor stuff ruins my day a lot. But so if something goes wrong, I love, love, David, that you say this. Now you're going to come back and use my words. I do it to him. He has a podcast and I'll say something when he gets home and he's like, why are you saying my word? I do it with the sermons too. It's super fun. Yeah, it's, re- it's real fun when people use your own, your own teaching words and against, advice you. against yeah. you. Yeah. So you're going to do it to me when you're in a bad spot Yeah, and then they throw it out and that's real fun. It's great. <laughs> that's it's like great when, when someone just quotes Bible verses at you mm-hmm. when you're angry. Yeah. It's, that's not ideal. Okay. But here's what he says that I really like when something minor happens. This isn't like the big giant things like, oh, someone you love has cancer kind of stuff. This is someone pulled in front of you at the grocery store and you're ticked. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. It's just a thing. There's no reason to let it ruin your life or even ruin your day. Just It's just a thing. Let it go. It's like, it's, uh, I can't remember where I heard it and it wasn't exactly in this context, but... Uh, someone said, you know, give yourself five minutes, you know, give yourself five minutes, you know, if something bad mm-hmm. happens to you, yeah. like set a timer, give yourself just a, a, a limited amount of time where you're yeah. going to Process it. be upset. Mm-hmm. But then once that's over, move on. Like, don't let, and I've heard you say this a whole bunch of times, don't let that, you know, five second, 10 second thing that happened to you, you know, ruin the next hour or hours of your life. Yeah. I'm really great at advice. Mm-hmm. I just don't follow, follow my, <laughs> what I say. <laughs> yeah. It's so true. And it kind of happened to us the other night. Someone really charming decided to steal my debit card. Right. <laughs> and that was, that was a just fun terrific. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thank you so much. Whoever that was family out there. night. Yeah. Yeah, and I just discovered it right when I sat down at the table when we're eating. Yeah. And then I snapped at Hannah about something because she took my phone. So I couldn't so I couldn't switch the song. The, right. the song Everything is Awesome came on. <laughs> I was trying to switch the song because the song on a good day annoys, annoys the tar out of me. And then I'm all, like I'm already in the middle of this mental anguish of all the things that we have to deal with with somebody stealing a debit card and she takes my phone and snapped at her. Mm-hmm. I just like the song. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the rest of us didn't Everything know. Everything is awesome. Okay. We're going to fall off the rails. But um, so he was upset in that moment. And those were his five minutes. Mm-hmm. Because then he kind of moved on. Of course, it's a hassle and you have to call and deal with it. But then later on in the night, I was still kind of getting upset about it. And he was mm-hmm. like, just move on. It's over. It's fine. Yeah. 
move on. We got all our money back. So, so it's all good. Whoever out there in, in Arkansas, enjoy your Walmart do. purchases. Like if, if if you're listening to this podcast and you steal people's debit cards, don't don't do that anymore. It's just really lame, <laughs> and especially they're go, spending money at Walmart and Domino's. Yeah, like it's not like your 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 wife needed medicine, right? Like it's not the ethical steal the bread problem. It's like, it's like I needed my pizza. <laughs> Maybe they really did. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But here's the the point of our long family diatribe. Right? It's just a thing. Just a thing. And that's something that optimists can do. Mm-hmm. It's, I am realize I'm standing on a curb. I am not standing on the precipice of a giant cliff. But it's also something you can train yourself to do. Yeah. Well, because that, the brain is plastic. Thank yeah. the Lord. Are you, are you going this, this way later? I don't mm. want to, I don't want to steal your thunder, but, um, you know, because I'm I'm not a natural optimist, and I had to work to train myself to be able be able to react to things right. in a not pessimistic way. Mm-hmm. And so you have to like you have to identify your natural reactions mm-hmm. to things, and then you have to find a way to interrupt that natural reaction down the road or catch yourself after you've reacted. So like you know, the debit card thing happens. My natural reaction is to, you know, get upset and then to start to think, oh, you know, they're going to take all of our money out of all of our mm-hmm. savings accounts and we're never going to get it back. Um, but I can either, if I get good at it, I can interrupt that that moment where I've, I'm going down that road. Or even after the fact, I can realize I've gone down this road for however long, mm-hmm. 5, 10, 15 minutes. And I can say, oh, I didn't... Everything's going to be all right. I don't need to keep going down this road. I can change my thinking. Right. That's even though your brain is naturally going to go down go, that road and keep going. Yeah, and it won't stop. Zero to crazy in sixty you, seconds. You, you tell me, I do yeah, that quite a bit. You have the choice. Mm-hmm. All of us have the choice to interrupt to stop that. The thought process. Yeah, and just yeah, yeah. and get back on the right track. So totally. So I'm going to shift and start talking about pessimism. A little I'm, bit. I'm good at this one. Well, let's not, not brag. I don't want to make them all jealous. Um, so pessimism, the definition here, is a negative mental attitude in which an undesirable outcome is anticipated from a given situation. Where from the jump, you just, everything's going to go poorly. Yeah, it doesn't, not necessarily something has gone poorly. Right. You're just, it's the anticipation. Mm-hmm. The expectation. Do you, are you ever pessimistic, Hannah? Do you ever look at a situation and say, oh, this is going to go bad? I try not to, but I definitely do sometimes. <laughs> but I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a fun, it's not a fun thing. Mm-hmm. But they just tend to, pessimists tend to focus on the negatives of life in general. And I think that's really the key is where's your focus? Mm-hmm. Well, I... You say it's not fun. It, it, it might not be fun, but it is rewarding. Like your brain is actually does reward you for being negative, which is ironic. Mm. But you know, you're just like any, any what, <laughs> what? Just let's stop that. Stop what? Stop my talk? Yeah, I don't want people to learn that that's a good thing. Well, I'm it's not, not saying I'm not saying it's a good thing because your brain also rewards you for cocaine. Let's yeah, just that's remember what I'm saying. That. Okay. That's my point. Is is that your your brain, especially when it's a loop, when it's a, a repeated thing, and you've and you've got a habit of 
being pessimistic and negative, your brain will actually give you little, little hits of dopamine. Mm-hmm. And there's a, you know, there, there are certain ways that it actually makes us feel better for a moment to actually be negative. But then the net result is at the end of that moment, after you're feeling good, after you got your little hit of dopamine and whatever the other chemicals are, then you start feeling bad again. Mm-hmm. Whereas optimism doesn't do that to you. You can. It's not you know, a crash. Yeah. You don't, you don't, you don't usually, you don't often, especially if you're not naturally optimistic, you don't natu- nat- usually get that instant hit of reward, but down the road, it starts to pay mm-hmm. off in, in longer term. Well, you get to ways. be a happy, pleasant person. Yeah. People like too. to be around like you. you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, true. It's like Hannah. People like to be around Hannah. She's I, good, good people. Thank you. <laughs> Well, do you, I mean, do you notice that with, even with kids, with, I say kids, she's a teenager, she's my kid. Young adults. Sure. Do you notice that? Do you, do you see pessimism in the halls of high school, youth group, kids you're around? Mm -hmm. A lot of people like thinking that their classes are going to be bad or like something is not going to go well in their future or for their day. Their day is just automatically going to be bad. Mm. How about politics? Do you hear kids talking about politics? In a pessimistic way? Yes. Do you hear kids complaining about politics? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like a lot about masks and stuff like that. That's cool. Okay. Yeah. And, and it, when you hear that, are you naturally drawn to those people or do you want to pull away? I want to pull away because I don't like talking about negative things. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's not attract. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not attractive. It's not a... It's polarizing. It's kind of like the... My son Harrison was was playing with the magnets today. You know how the two ends don't go together, and he mm-hmm. thought that was super neat. And it's kind of like that when you're a positive person, you don't want to be around negative. It just doesn't mesh. You can't force it to fit with you, and you're kind of like that positive end of the magnet. <laughs> Stay that way because it's real easy. We'll talk mm-hmm. about that in a little bit. Like it's an easy road to go down mm-hmm. if you're having a hard time. Now, here's the thing. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't know, I don't, I I don't know if I'm an optimist or a pessimist, because I think, again, we don't see ourselves clearly all the time. It's hard to see yourself clearly. I think we have blind spots. Mm -hmm. One way, and we've said this before, you have to be really brave and you have to be willing to listen to the answer. Ask somebody who loves you. Ask somebody close. Yes. Yes. If you have a spouse, ask that person. Mm Mm-hmm. If, if not, like if you have a close sister, brother, best friend that knows you super well, and that will tell you the truth, mm-hmm. that won't just tell you what yeah, you want to hear. That's what I was going to say. That, like they have to be willing to say the real answer, not just, yeah. but at the same time, if they're afraid to give the real answer, that might be your answer. <laughs> yeah, that too. If you, they hesitate, like all awkwardly. I remember because I asked, I asked you, David, a, a question about that one time. It was in a Bible, like, do I seem happy? And you were like, uh, do you want me to say like, okay, well that's the, thankfully that was a few years ago. I think I've grown. <laughs> but so if you don't know, ask someone who loves you. But if, if you're not quite brave enough to do that, or if you think all of your friends are just going to sugarcoat, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ask, ask yourself this question. When you think about the question, if you were going to answer the question, how was your day today? Think about how you would answer. Or answer the question out louder in your head. Like, did you list all of the stuff that went well, like the high points, or did you jump right to the low points? Yeah, and that's one like that's something that's hard for me. And I know it's just small talk, but I have a hard time 
like glossing over things because like, mm-hmm. I want to I want to be honest and accurate. Like I just I don't know it's just something about my personality where sometimes I'll struggle to find the right word and it's because I want to be in, you know, I want to be precise and accurate with the words I use. I think the word you're looking for is perfectionist. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes like someone will ask, you know, how was your day or mm-hmm. Did you have a good day? And I, I, I want to say, I want to just kind of say, yeah, it was good. But then I don't want to be dishonest at the same time. So like if there was something that happened, then I kind of want to say, except for with you, I don't ever want to tell you whether or not it was, a, if it was mm. a bad day, because thanks. <laughs> there are times when, <laughs> when that makes us have a bad evening, mm. but <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's hard for me. It's because it feels incongruous with with reality to say, yeah, everything was great or everything is awesome. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And when things maybe weren't awesome and you're trying to be, trying to be honest, but at the same time want to be positive and optimistic about it too. So. Hmm. Okay. So she's nodding at me on a podcast. Um, I think it, it is hard because our default conversation style is complaint and we bond through complaining and through negativity and gossip, but uh, well, that's a separate that's coming in in spring. But but if you can, if you pull out what went well, if what jumps to your brain first is what went well versus here, because most people aren't going to have a straight up terrible or a straight up awesome day. Right. It's going to be a mix of both because we're human and we interact with other humans. Mm-hmm. But it's just where does your brain go first? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people and a lot of women, I know, I mean, this is a women's podcast, but it's, it's easy too for me sometimes when David gets home from work, how was your day? And of course you've been storing it all up. The first thing you want to do is unleash all mm-hmm. the ways your kids were terrible that day. Mm-hmm. When really it could have been like, Hey, actually they understood this concept in math today and this went well. Like, yeah. Maybe 95% of the day was great. Yeah. And there was a 5% that wasn't so great. But it's why. That's just something to be curious about. Like, why do we go straight for the mm-hmm. the five percent bad? Well, I don't have any. I don't know about that, but you know, I think, and maybe you're getting to this, but we see, you know, we we see what we're looking for. Yes, and I do have that. That's okay. my actually my very next point. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, if, you, you, so do you want to say something first, or do you? Can I go jump? ahead? Yeah, it's you know we. If you're looking for the good things in mm-hmm. life, you're going to see the good things in life. If yes. you're looking for the bad, you're going to see the bad. We always see what we're looking for. And it's like the cars on the road. You know, we just we just got a new car because I wrecked our old car. And yeah, I wrecked Hannah's car. <laughs> the car she was going to get. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. she's yeah. getting ready to drive soon. So I wrecked her car. So I feel really bad about that still. It's not like it was your fault. No, it was technically my fault. It was actually the weather's fault, but it's exactly. technically my fault. No, but, I love your lovely positive yes. spin. Yeah. <laughs> yep. You can hear the natural optimism there. But um, it's, you know, we've got this new car and I'd never paid attention to Kia Optimas on the road before. But now that that's what we're driving, I'm like, oh, there's one, there's one, there's mm-hmm. one. And then you start looking, oh, there's a newer one than ours. And, you know, I wonder how much nicer that one is than the one we're driving. And you start paying attention a little bit more. You see what you're looking for. But I wasn't looking for Kia Optimas before we were driving the yeah, driving it. Totally. So if you're not looking for the optimism, you're not going to see it. If you're not looking for the good, you're not going to see it. But as soon as you start looking for it, even on the worst day, there's still some it's good there. there. Mm-hmm always there uh go back and listen to the episode see the good (laughs) see the good 
because it totally is mm -hmm. there and it is confirmation bias mm -hmm. and it's a magnet too. It's what you put out. You I mean, and I don't, not the secret blah, blah, but yeah. <laughs> it's hard now because like that's it's science and it's real, but it got mm -hmm. so blown out into wacky town. Yeah. Yeah. But there is some truth to it. And, and I bet you could well, a actually... happy person is going to attract happy right, yeah. people. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that's without getting mm -hmm. too out there. Right. If you're a positive, happy person, it's more likely that positive yeah. things are going to come your way because people are going to want to be around you. Yeah, if you want more kindness in your life, be kinder to other people and you'll mm -hmm. probably start to be around other kinder people. It's, yeah. It just naturally works out that way. And, and along the lines of confirmation bias is, I mean, and this goes back to, I keep saying, like we talked about this in our last episode of delight, the way you think can change your entire life. Mm -hmm. You can change your whole life by changing the way you think. So if you train your brain to look for the positive or to reframe the negative things that happen to you. Well, and the, I, I just, I just had the thought because, you know, I've read a lot about all these different topics, but, and one of the things I always say in the books is a lot of people don't even think about the fact that they can change the way they think about mm -hmm. things. We just kind of go through life with our rote responses to whatever situation, you know, however we were trained growing up to respond to situations, how we were trained to think about things. And we just, we, we don't ever think that we can change the way we think. Mm -hmm. And we're just kind of, you know, captives to, to our broken thinking. But you actually can through, it takes time, time and intentionality. Yep. You can have a different way of responding to even the worst things that could happen in life. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like that. It's a choice. Mm -hmm. It's a hundred percent a choice. Optimism is a choice. And I love this quote, whatever choice you make makes you. So I think that's. Oh, whatever choice you make makes, makes you. you. Yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So. Uh, this, I really liked this too, um, before we move on, just that optimism, I just want to reiterate that it goes beyond seeing the bright side of a situation mm -hmm. or expecting good things. It's just a way of explaining what has already happened. It's, they have a very, optimists have a very internal, it's, 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 it's hard to explain. So here's an example. Okay. So let's say two kids uh, go out for a sports team. Okay. Okay. And the optimist, neither of them make it. Okay. Okay. So the optimist thinks, man, there was a lot of really talented kids there. Like they all played really hard. Um, you know, they pushed me and I played my best and that was really good. And I got good feedback and I'm going to work on what the coach told me and I'm going to try out again next year. And there's a good chance I'll make it. Mm-hmm. But the, so he is focused on a specific situation. He's not blaming himself and he's not seeing the setback as permanent. Okay. He's saying like, I can overcome this, but he's also, and he's also not becoming a victim though. It's a, it's a, it's a way of seeing it. He's, mm -hmm. he has responsibility. That's what I'm saying. It's an internal locus of control. It's, I have responsibility. Therefore I have the power to change my situation changed my life. Mm -hmm. So the other boy, the pessimistic boy that doesn't make it can think, well, no wonder I didn't make it. The coach hates me and the other kids were unfair <laughs> and I never get a break and I'm never going to make, I don't know why the pessimist is talking in this voice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll net, but I'll never make the team. I'll never be good enough. And so you can kind of see the thing, the setback is personal. Um, he, he does blame himself, but it's also, other it's blame shifting mm -hmm. and it's 
it's not a temporary setback. It's forever. Well, mm-hmm. I'm never going to be good enough. Mm-hmm. And people do this with, I'm sure kids do this at school too with grades. Like if, if you get an F on a test, well, I'm never going to understand math. There's nothing I can ever do. This is it. I'm dumb for life. This, this teacher is a horrible person. Yeah, it's their they fault. They hate me. They mm-hmm. hate me. And that's why I get bad grades in this class. Yeah. Do you see that with mm-hmm. students? I think that's why some of them still have like Fs in their classes because of one assignment. Mm-hmm. And then they just kept going. When you start out on a bad note. Well, in a false belief, you see what you're looking for, and mm-hmm. that's you know, then that's all you can see, and that's all you can do. It's hard to rise above that if you really believe that to be true. Mm-hmm. It's going to be hard to rise above that. So yeah, it's just, but that's what I mean by you're explaining an optimist and a pessimist are, are going to explain what's happened to you differently, and the optimist is going to see a way out and think I have the power to change this and I can try again, mm-hmm. or it's not always going to be terrible. Mm-hmm. It might be, yeah, I'm going through something kind of crummy right now. So it's not like optimists don't go through bad stuff because mm-hmm. they do. Cause they're human. But I can figure this out. I can get out of this. This isn't forever. right. It seems like they don't go through bad <laughs> stuff, but it only seems like that because they don't dwell on it and they don't yeah. talk about it. Don't let it wreck their whole life. They don't get on the phone and tell everyone all the bad yeah. things that happened, you know, I guess, or text or whatever. They probably, right, get on the phone. People don't get on the phone anymore, Unless I guess. Unless they're 70. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> get on the text. There's not like, there's no get slang. Get on the text. There's get not on like, the get text. on the horn. <laughs> get on the horn, you know, oh, so you get boy. on the text, right? So, so they get on the text and start... Complaining and whining about all this bad thing that happened to them today. So you can kind of see around. I mean, that makes me think about culture right now, too. You look around at the people who are kind of just rolling mm-hmm. with the fact that the pandemic is still here and the people who are not rolling so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I wonder if that's a optimist, pessimist thing. Think about it if that's you. <laughs> Evaluate. Um, okay. And this is just my little, this is my soapbox. My husband will get up on his we soapbox. We have a soapbox right over there if you want to stand on it. You <laughs> bring it over. No, I'm okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. So here's the thing. This particular part's not my soapbox. We'll get there. I think culture tends to look down on optimists a little bit. I think they write them off or they're like, oh, you're just a dreamer. Your head's in the clouds. Get real. I don't know why they're always in this voice. Yeah. Kind of like... <laughs> Like you've a druggie in a 90s movie. You've got a movie. voice for the... For the I do. Uh, the people uh, are uh, doing a great one. <laughs> wow. Yeah. We're just... Your parents are... Get on the text and talking in voices. Mm-hmm. You're going to be proud. I already am. Sharing this all over school. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> See, oh, I'm being pessimistic about it. Yep. Yep. There it Caught is. Myself. Oh, come on. Came right out. So, um, but I think culture does kind of write off. Especially lately, where I think skepticism and cynical uh, beliefs are are seen as cool or smart. But, okay, here's where it's coming. Okay. So, but pessimism is also kind of, nobody wants to, like, wear the t-shirt that says hashtag pessimist. (laughs) Most people. (laughs) But here's the thing where people want to say, no, I'm the smart one. I'm the realist. Yeah. uh, And And that's my soapbox. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you know, that's something that, you know, people, for whatever reason, our culture equates pessimism or maybe, maybe cynicism um, or skepticism might, might be the 
best polite word, you know, like mm-hmm. skepticism, cynicism, and then and then pessimism, pessimism. like a scale. Yeah, and we need to make a sliding scale of, mm-hmm. <laughs> of optimism and pe- pessimism. But but there's for some reason, and I and I think it's probably because of higher education, and you're kind of trained to think that way. You're you're trained to you be question everything, yeah, questioners yeah, yeah. and skeptical, and and not just trust everything mm-hmm. that you, you know you hear it. Think for yourself. But then I think it's kind of disintegrated or denigrated into something much worse that mm-hmm. that now we just look at everything and every aspect of our lives through that lens of there's some, we need to find what's wrong with this mm-hmm. and we need to find something wrong we can talk about because that's how we think. I don't think that's a good outcome from higher education. But my, my real point here, my, <laughs> my real um, beef is with the people who then raise up realism I think realism is just pessimism in disguise. Yeah. It's pessimism with a bow. What's the guy say in Home Alone? He, when they're leaving the house and he's like, Frank, Frank and the dad is like, you be positive. I'll be realistic or something like oh, that. Right. Yeah. That was a, that was a reference pulled out of nowhere, dude. <laughs> well, it's just, that's what always comes when, huh. when you're talking about that being realistic, you know, and he's like the most negative person. But that's, in that I mean, family. people will pull out the like, I mean, and I've even heard you say that, like, a, whatever, like, plan for the best, expect the worst, or whatever mm-hmm. the goofball saying is. But that's just, like, giving you pessimism as your backup plan. <laughs> like, that's, I, anyway, that's my beef. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think realism is just pessimism with a boat. But, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Here's some good things. Why you want to be optimistic. This is scientific. Okay. This is not just me. Okay. Optimists, this has been like researched and studied, like actual right. clinical studies. Someone just didn't make mm-hmm. this up. They tend to live longer mm-hmm. and they are less susceptible to illness, fatigue, and depression, mm-hmm. which makes sense because if you're not dwelling on the negative stuff, you're not going to walk around and be depressed. Right. That makes sense. It totally makes sense. And they're more resistant to stress. Mm-hmm. Who needs more of that? <laughs> No one. No one. Right? From mm-hmm. from teenagers to us old people that say get on the text. Mm-hmm. None of us need more stress. I got right. plenty. Mm-hmm. So why not try to change your thinking and be an optimist? Mm-hmm. If you can sleep better, live longer, be a happier person. And I mean there was other stuff too. I mean, better connected, stronger relationships, happier marriages. Mm-hmm. On heart health. Oh, yeah. yeah like mm-hmm. actual physical heart health related to your whether or not you're positive or negative. And it's, and it's not like it's not a small amount of time that you live longer. It's like seven years or something like that. You, it can be five to seven years, I think. And I read it really starts kicking in for people over 40. Like the biggest time to make this window of change was 40 to 60, which happens to be like one of our key demographics. Hmm. So, you know, might be yeah. timely for you listening <laughs> out there. Which happens to be my age. Yeah, well, my age as well. Like, <laughs> make some changes. Like, right? it's never too late. Mm-hmm. People sometimes think, well, I didn't do it when I was Hannah's age, so I'm stuck for life. Right. Like, no, you're not. Yep, the brain can always change, even when you're really, 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 really old. Yeah, your rut might be a little deeper. Yeah, it's harder. Than hers, but you that can whole still old undo dog it. new tricks thing is a real yeah. thing, but it's still possible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Your, your negative outcomes... They're temporary and you don't have to go about anticipating right. something. And that's, that's the, that's I think where I struggle the most. Here's my question for you too. When is it hardest 
for you to be optimistic? Mm, you have an answer, Hannah? You can go first. <laughs> so I don't take your answer. Um, when something bad happens, like immediately after something bad happens, then you just kind of maybe think about it and dwell on it for a little while. But I try to get out of that. So like in the after. moments right after something bad has happened. Yes. Right. So <laughs> let's, let's do a real world example that happened to you last week. Cause I think you bounced back really quickly. So when Hannah, they just switched semester switch today mm-hmm. and she had anticipated, I mean, it had, it had been all planned out that she still had classes and lunch with her closest school friend. Mm-hmm. And then the very last second switch. Mm-hmm. And I think so in like that moment for mm-hmm. a few minutes, it's like, this isn't going to be okay. But then, like, her bounce back yep. was incredible. Like, within an hour. I don't know if it even took you an hour. But you were like, yeah, okay, I'm going to be okay. Yeah, I think you, I'm going to be okay. I can't remember. I think you texted me about it. But then by the time I saw her, she was fine. Yeah. I mean, and that she picked the movie, and it was family movie night. Mm-hmm. She wasn't, like, weird and sulky and dep- I think first, I mean, just tell the public, think, thank you for not being the teenager on TV that slams the door and goes upstairs. Mm-hmm. I will never I hate do you. that. That's Thank horrible. You for not being that teenager. Like, that, no thanks. But yeah, she just didn't let it. Not only didn't let it wreck her night, but then didn't go into today with the feeling of or thoughts of like no one's gonna talk to me. I have nobody. Back with the ear voice. <laughs> but like you just went into today with a regular voice, and she was happy every mm-hmm. time I talked to her all day. Yep. It was good today. Yeah. So. Everything is figure outable. And I feel I feel like Is that is that, that the word figure outable? Figure outable. Definitely I, a word. I, <laughs> I, it's been on my letter board, therefore it's a word. Okay. But I feel like that's kind of how you roll as an optimist. That yeah, sometimes this isn't ideal. It's not what you wanted, but you're still okay. Mm-hmm. And you here's the thing. Not only did but she anticipated that she was going to be okay. Mm-hmm. That this wasn't going to end her. And I think that's the thing. I think my brain goes there. Mm-hmm. Here's where it's hardest for me. Okay. Okay. Where in situations where something bad or hurtful has happened to us in the past. Okay. Where then I'm always anticipating a repeat of said event. Right. Especially in our line of work where things have happened repeatedly many times. Right. Where then I'm always waiting for the shoe to drop again. Mm-hmm. Because it has... 20 times in the past. This happened, and then this followed that happening. This happened, and that followed. Mm-hmm. Feels like this is happening. It only seems like that's going to follow. Yep. So it's hard not to go that's there. That's hard not to mm-hmm. go back, because oh, I've seen this pattern. Mm-hmm. So then, but I, but I think here is what I'm learning is where, because it's usually stuff I'm not in control of. Mm-hmm. I can't control other people or what they do. Right. So... Thinking negatively or anticipating the bad thing to happen isn't going to stop the bad thing from happening. Right. It's going to wreck this whole amount of time, though, mm-hmm. leading up to whether it happens or not. Mm-hmm. Where then not only do I have to deal with the fallout of it if it happens, I have to deal with this worrying about it mm-hmm. up until. Yeah. It's easier to say that than to right. change my thoughts. <laughs> As even now, I have things in my brain I'm worried about happening. So. <laughs> 
I th- there's that's that's probably one for me. It's hard. It's hard to be optimistic when you're seeing similar patterns. Mm-hmm. But just same thing with brain patterns. Just because it's a pattern doesn't mean it has to. You know, it has to go that way. You can interrupt all those patterns, yeah. even if the outcome still is the same. Doesn't mean our response has to be the same. But for me, it has to do with probably when I'm tired. Mm. Like that's it's harder to respond to things optimistically when I'm tired. We've said that on here too. Probably when you're hungry. Yeah. And then the other one, though, that may not be quite as obvious is, um, so like the morning after a good thing. Mm. So like (laughs) a lot of Monday mornings, you know, where we just had a, you know, Sunday night, good church experience the night Mm -hmm. before. And, you know, which we had last night, we had good, good church experience, good fellowship, good conversation, discussion, all that stuff was a really good evening. And then. Come and see us at 6, 8 church. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> but then the next morning, oftentimes when you've, you know, fought, coming off of something good like that, then the morning can be, you know, even, even if nothing bad happens, mm-hmm. it's not, it just feels like not what you were feeling, you know, like just a, a few down. hours ago. So yeah, you lost your summer camp. Mm-hmm. So Experience. then it's hard to be optimistic. It's hard to respond mm-hmm. to things optimistically. It's hard not to snap and all that kind of stuff. So mm. that's one for me. Good to be honest. And it's mm-hmm. good to evaluate that in yourself. Ask yourself, when is it hardest for you? And just to mm-hmm. notice your patterns. So here are the quick fixes to close us out is reframe the stressors, reframe the negative events. Learn to see them differently. Mm-hmm. Um, this is hard for me to stop ruminating. <laughs> All my overthinkers out right. there are going to. And it, yes, bad things happen. So I put in here and I'm just like, I want to yell at myself because I don't want to do this. Accept it and move on. Mm-hmm. Like, can't change it. Yep. That's how I, that's how my brain shifted in the middle of lockdown was the day I realized I can't change this. Can't do a thing <laughs> right. about it. Mm-hmm. Accept it and move on. And then it was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Is anybody still upset Back about the life. Louisiana purchase? Thanks, Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> You can't be mad about the past. Um, it's from Friends. I wouldn't know. Yeah, you haven't yeah, seen that show. It's inappropriate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why my parents let me watch that in high school. <laughs> Badness. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, a couple others are uh, three others that are, by the way, Girl on the Hill episodes. Um, gratitude. Mm-hmm. Um, delight. Because mm-hmm. that's confirmation bias. If you're looking for the small things. Well, that was just like an episode ago. It was. You know, so, it all ties together. Yeah. Um, and watch your input. Yeah, I was going to say that if you didn't say it. Yeah. Input and influence. Mm-hmm. You know, I know we talked about input and influence way back, but, um, and I know you've, I don't know if you've talked about this, but, you know, just turning off the news. Oh, I say that off, on here yeah. all the time. Yeah. But it's just there's so much negativity. You're listening mm-hmm. to somebody yell all the time. Then you're, how are you going to We say feel? that too. It doesn't matter if you're listening to CNN or Fox. Mm-hmm. They're both mad. Or Parenthood or Gilmore Girls. <laughs> you picked. <laughs> They're mad all the time. They're yelling all the time. Okay. So people, yes, that Gilmore Girls is currently what we are. Yeah, we're going through David Gilmore Girls. He, yep. he wanted to watch it with me. I was watching it privately on my own. And mm-hmm. he was like. Okay, well, we we're you. like, we've watched through everything. So we're like, we're oh, looking yeah. for something to watch and you love it. So I thought I'd give it a shot. I like some aspects of it. Yeah. But um, 
But if you're just, if that's what you're taking in all, all the, the time, time, that's what you're going to, that's how you're going to act and react. Well, and that's something that we watch as parents mm-hmm. with Hannah. I mean, I think that I, I really like her, mm-hmm. her fr- especially her close friends. Mm-hmm. I like them a lot. Um, but if you're around the negative yeah, that's the influence people, side of it. Yeah, all the time, guess what you're going to turn into? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I use the example of, you know, I was at a, at a church, one of the churches I worked at, and one of the other pastors just came into my office out of the blue one day and started complaining about our senior pastor, who was our boss. Mm. And then he kept doing that over and over and over again. Mm. And eventually I became more and more that kind right. of a person that, that was negative and cynical. And noticed and, all the bad things yeah, that maybe you for, weren't noticing before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And not even paying attention to or honoring the good things yeah. that, you know, his strengths that he had that I would never have, you yeah. know, so it's really easy if you're around negative people to become negative. So mm-hmm. you have to pay attention to those influences in your life. Definitely. And we don't notice it. I mean, and especially right now, we're so used to complaining about blah, blah, pandemic mask, mm-hmm. blah, blah, that you don't notice that that's so ingrained in how you speak. Yeah, well, one thing I was thinking of, and this might be a weird way to say it, but I've been watching that this Netflix pandemic series, because now we have Netflix, we can stream. <laughs> and the series came out, this like docu-series about pandemics came out in 2020 before the pandemic happened, oh, yeah. which is really weird. But um, so I've just kind of been watching through it, and they're talking about, you know, H1N1 and H7N9 and all these really deadly flus mm-hmm. and how they were anticipating one of them to become, you know, a pandemic. Mm. And and really and really devastate, you know the 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 world's population. COVID has been horrid. A lot of people right. have died. A lot of people have gotten really sick. But it but it hasn't been nearly as bad as one of these other ones where it had a sixty percent mortality rate. Like, yeah. can you imagine if that or was like the, the one that went around the world? Wiped out yeah, half of Europe. Yeah. Yeah. So even though it's been awful, maybe we're going to learn a lot from this pandemic and it'll help us not repeat the things that led to this pandemic in the future. And we won't experience one of those 60% mortality, you know, pandemics moving forward. And this one's only 2%. So as awful as that is, there's, there's a big difference there. So. Yeah. Just, just learn to listen to yourself Mm -hmm. because you just might not realize that all you're capable of speaking about is the pandemic. <laughs> there are other topics. Mm-hmm. There are other flavors than garlic. <laughs> you're going to go there with friends. Right. Okay. Yeah. Any, any closing thoughts? No, no. All right. <laughs> Hannah's, Hannah's an internal processor. She's, she thinks a lot. I don't talk much. <laughs> yeah, she's got that Proverbs down about, you know, she, you went all Hamilton. Talk less, smile more. Exactly. What? Is that from Hamilton? Yeah. Yeah. It's Aaron Burr, but I don't necessarily (laughs) want to take his advice. But but, I mean, then that might be a place to start. Mm -hmm. If you can't, to go Bambi on you, if you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. But (laughs) There's wisdom in it. And Talk less, smile more. We could all Mm -hmm. do with some of that. And maybe even just stopping the word vomit coming out of your mouth Mm -hmm. can, can help. If you feel yourself going down the train, maybe just zip your lips a little bit. Or if you have to say something negative, maybe do the sandwich thing and do something positive Mm. before and after. Like if you're going to let yourself be negative, you have to say two positive things. (laughs) (laughs) I'm thinking about the episode where we talked about how loving your enemies and praying for your enemies and how I said we, we have to actually bless them. And Rachel was like, they are a person. (laughs) 
But anyway, yeah. Anyway, I just hope you're you're able to take away a nugget or two and just kind of evaluate yourself and think, how do I respond to my setbacks? How do I see them? Are they temporary or are they forever? Are they something I can change or are they something that's happening to me? Life is terrible. What are you anticipating? Favorable or are you just, everything's always going to hurt you? We'll be in the pandemic when I'm 75. Right. <laughs> now, unless you're 74, then that's, that's a possibility. Right. But, you know, for me at 40, I mm-hmm. I don't anticipate that. Like, no. I, yeah. It's temporary. Yep. Anyway, thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank you. And we will be back with you next Wednesday to talk about being present. See you later. You've been listening to the Girl in a Hill podcast. Please help us out by sharing the podcast with your friends, connecting with us on social media, and leaving a review on Apple Podcast. We're here to climb the hill with you as we all work to stop hiding, start shining, and be the women we were created to be. Join the conversation by connecting with us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram. Find us at facebook.com slash girl on a hill podcast or instagram.com slash girl on a hill podcast. You'll also want to check out our website, www.girlonahill.com, where we not only share each new podcast episode, but encouraging blog posts and links to any resources shared or talked about on the pod. Thank you for listening and we'll see you next week.